Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. It's time for the B-A-Q-A, the B-A-Q-A, what you say, the B-A-Q-A with Manday, the B-A-Q-A with Tiffany, the B-A-Q-A, why the mission question answers. You have questions, we have some answers. Um, we are not your therapists, nope. not your financial advisor, your attorney, but we are two smart brown girls when it comes to money, career, business, um, personal finances. So today we actually have a special guest. Relationship. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know about relationships. You know, I can do a thing or two. <laughs> uh, but we have someone in studio today with us. Um, Welcome, Miss we Carolyn Jones. Yeah. Hello, hello. <laughs> Thanks Where for are you? Me. Yeah, I'm excited. You got to see a little behind the scenes of us figuring out what the heck we're doing. <laughs> Where are you joining us from? I am from Toronto, Canada. Ooh, we're international. That's it. <laughs> Ooh, a. That's a. <laughs> so real, real nice. See, you're an honorary Canadian now. <laughs> so, what's your BA story? How long have you been listening? Oh, I've been listening for some time, and actually, I'm a mentor in Tiffany's mentor program. Okay. So, um, yeah, I've been enjoying that uh, immensely. You give so much knowledge, and it's it's been such a great experience. So, um, yeah, really appreciative, actually, of the opportunity to come on and talk to you guys. Awesome. Well, hit us with your question. We are going yes. into this completely blind. For- Okay, for sure. Um, So I'm in the stage of life where my daughter is going off to university. And, uh, you know, you have, um, you know, in your mind that you've saved enough money, but technically, it's probably going to be like 20 grand a year, probably for four years, um, Mm -hmm. which can add up really quick. And then on top of that, you know, her spending and different things that that can go on while she's in university. So, um, you know, I did have some savings when we first started, uh, when she was born, actually, we started putting away. And, um, but you know, the times are interesting times now. Of course, she's going into university where the market has kind of made a little bit of a downturn. And mm-hmm. um, so, you know, you've lost money a little bit there. But but how do we um, kind of navigate through this new phase of life, right? And um, mm-hmm. secondly, you know, to actually help her with her own budgeting skills. Yikes. So when does she start her first semester? She starts since in uh, September 2023. And is it in Canada that she's going or in the U.S.? She'll probably be going in Canada, yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. I want to know, do y'all have um, 
Well, in the U.S., I know we have the FAFSA, which is the federal application for financial student aid, which is like Mm -hmm. key to unlocking scholarship money, also student loans, of course, but any kind of aid. Do y'all have something similar in Canada? We do. Yes, it goes by income based based on the parent's income. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's something that you can definitely uh, tap into as well, for sure. Are y'all in that middle class trap where you like earn too much exactly. to get a lot of aid? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> Same. I'm like, none of the good tax deductions. I don't get none of them. Anymore. I know. <laughs> well, I would say that there are, I mean, even if she, you know, doesn't qualify for income based um, assistance, I'm sure she's smart as a whip because she got you as a mama. Um, <laughs> and so I, you know, now would be the time. This is what I'm doing for Supergirl, my um, my bonus daughter, is like applying for any type of scholarship that she might, you know, qualify for. So really leaning into her guidance counselor um, and any other like resources online that help you to identify scholarships and monies available that are not income based, but maybe they're merit based. Maybe she's a you know she's a cheerleader or she's really good at science, you know. Um, she's a young woman of color. So that already, I mean, I don't know how that works in Canada, but you know, here, you know, so I would be leaning into, because there's so much money left on the table. Um, so I'll give you an example. My sister, when she was in, uh, she thought she was going to be a doctor. She's a scientist now, but she thought she was going to be a doctor. And so she got a, a scholarship to Montclair state university that paid for, um, school. And when she applied, she was so nervous about whether she was going to get it. And when she submitted it, the lady was like, you could have literally wrote Mary had a little lamb a hundred times and you were going to get it because there are five wow. spots and only four people applied. Wow. Look and at that. so there's a lot of money left on the table. And so there's probably not as much competition as you think. So I would start with that. Um, you know, because when did you said in, oh, it's coming up, but still, you know, there's money can be ha- can happen every year she's in school. So it's not like that's true. Yeah. It has to open Actually, have that. Have you guys um, found, does she have like a, um, does she have a thing? You know, is there a sport or a talent? Yeah, yeah, she does Unlike dance. Me? Uh, that's mm. her thing, actually. Okay. Yeah, she does dance. I never <laughs> so, had a thing, so definitely. I was jealous of any kid in college. <laughs> I was like, I don't have a thing. I'm just black, I guess. Um, but no, I would say if there's any sort of scholarship through her, um, the dance community. Uh, and does she have mm-hmm. her eye on a particular school yet? Um, yeah, she's been, we, you know, my daughter is very indecisive. So we've done a lot of like uh, research and going around and and checking out different schools. So I think she has her eye on uh, a couple now, but, um, yeah. Yeah. I would strategize if she has specific schools, I would get in touch with their, um, or even just Google and go to their website and see what sorts of scholarships Mm -hmm. they have. Because Mm -hmm. for me, one of the, and I'm glad Tiffany mentioned that some scholarships you can renew every year. Um, Mm -hmm. Because when I was in school, I studied journalism and there was one scholarship through that specific school that was a few thousand dollars and you had to apply each year. You had Mm -hmm. to remember to apply. Um, But if there's like a, yeah, if there's a specific school or or focus um, that she wants to pursue, they may have particular scholarships for people like her. and then the, with the with the concept of indecisiveness too, Tiff, like I think we should talk about what are the options for maybe if she doesn't really know where she wants to go yet or what she wants to do, mm-hmm. you know, going into a, a smaller school to start with, like a community mm-hmm. college yes. um, or, or equivalent in Canada. I don't know what the structure is like there, but, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. figure out, get your core, your core classes, mm-hmm. you know, under your belt, save some money and then transfer in potentially to a bigger school if that's what she wants. Have y'all mm-hmm. talked about yeah. that? 
Yeah, I would totally agree with that because even when we we did some tours and the bigger schools really did overwhelm her. Mm. And so it was, um, she really did gravitate to some of the smaller schools. And again, you know, you're coming from a high school that's like maybe, I don't know, 400 students at the most, right? Mm, Like it's a really small school. So going from that to like something like 72,000 is just, you know, kind of a little overwhelming for them, right? Mm -hmm. Beware of those little tiny liberal art schools, though. Those are the ones that get everyone... Like get so many kids wrapped up in um, in student loans because they yeah. they're private so or they're oh yeah, yeah, yeah they're yeah, so yeah, expensive that's true. Mm-hmm. and they'll tell you because I almost ended up going to a school like that in Georgia they were like you get twenty five thousand dollars tuition you know like a scholarship and I was so proud but then I realized well the total scholar the total tuition <laughs> was like forty k yeah. um, <laughs> and yeah it's really not mm-hmm. should we take a quick little break mm-hmm. BRB y'all. Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, hey, BA fam. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. That's incredible. This is according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 150 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Okay, it's smart. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Just go to Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Terms and conditions apply. You need to hire. You need Indeed. Do you ever have subscriptions that you forget about? I did. Mm-hmm. Do you have a hard time canceling those subscriptions because they seem tricky or time consuming? Raise your hand. I know it's you. Okay. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Yes. I can see all my subscriptions in one place. And if I see something I don't want, I cancel it with a tap. I've never had to get on the phone with customer service in order to do so. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Okay. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash brown ambition. That's rocketmoney.com slash brown ambition, rocketmoney.com slash brown ambition. And we're back. 
second question, the second question about how do you get her on, you know, financial to start thinking about things, you know, you want to start having those conversations um, now mm-hmm. about her, you know, about um, her personal finance. I mean, I will recommend Gig of Money. It's a great pre-college, post-college, <laughs> but honestly, even working through it maybe with her um, mm-hmm. or just like, like um, there, like any financial tool, like working through it with her having those conversations. Like when you go to school, you might be interested in getting your credit card. Here's what you should look for. Mm-hmm. Um, um, here is, you know, when it, when if just in case she does get student loans, you know, when your refund check comes, here's the best way to navigate that. So having those conversations ahead of time, deciding on a game plan and working through it with her because she's going to make mistakes, but you want her to make mistakes under the protection of your parental guidance you know that's what my dad did i made mistakes but it was like hey this thing is happening talk to me before you make that move so he mapped out a plan so i didn't feel so kind of like i was just out there making choices by myself Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so important actually yeah to to create a plan especially with her Mm -hmm. you know i I think the plans keep them structured too right yes (laughs) but let's be real are you what kind of mom are you are you like a oh they're gonna mess it up i'm just gonna do it for her kind of are you filling out her applications what are you writing her essays (laughs) What kind of mom are you? Like, let's get real. I, okay, I think I'm not quite on the far end of that, but I'm okay. probably somewhere in here, right? Because, you know, you <laughs> yeah. want the best for them, and that's the thing. Like, you have to try and let them do their thing, but at mm-hmm. the same time, you're like, yeah. oh, my gosh. <laughs> easier said than Easier said than easier done. Said than but, you done. know, with all my experience, my all, all my three years of raising a tiny human, um, <laughs> uh, no, what I would say is I have seen what happens when you overdo it. Like, you do mm. everything for them. And the lack of confidence that that can create Mm -hmm. in them making their own decisions that can follow them well after college. Like a college degree is all well and good, but I think the lessons of being kind of flung out into a relatively, you know, like you still have the support of your family, but relatively like independent environment and be like, have her decide what's my budget going to be for my Mm -hmm. meals. I don't know if she decides to not get the meal plan, for example, Mm -hmm. which I decided to do to save money. I had to learn how to buy groceries and, and, budget for that and get a part-time job so that I could afford my rent. And um, that really instilled so much independence and confidence that was, I feel like, a part of the college experience. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've just, I've seen it go the other way. And um, yeah, I would just say, as much as you can, let her figure out um, her own situation and let her come to you if she has questions. Um, Give her some, like, guidelines and, you know, let her know that she has a bit of a safety net. But as much as you can, let her be her own person, making her own choices. You know, it's it's funny because um, as a parent, you and I think I think I fall into this generation where you're trying to give your kids a better life, right? So you mm-hmm. remember the struggle, you remember how it was, and so therefore you're trying to provide so they don't have to worry about those things. But I think in somewhere in there, we're losing that sense of independence and we're losing mm-hmm. the sense of, um, you know, uh, initiative. So. I, I try and keep yeah. myself aware of that, but uh, it is hard sometimes. Or like, I don't want to make a decision because like, what's mom going to say? Or for <laughs> me, it's like seeing someone not being able to make their own choice until they've spoken to a parent or whoever that person mm-hmm. was who's been sort of pulling the strings. Um, I mean, I'm not saying go like my parents were out where they were like, you'll be fine. Bye. I was like <laughs> a latchkey. I was a latchkey kid in every sense of the word. Um, a little, a little, you know, support would have been nice. My dad did love to take me grocery shopping, though. That's the one thing he would do. He'd come to college 
and we'd go to the Walmart together and it'd be fun. But he'd want to go after work hours because that's when the single moms go to Walmart. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Um, so he could pick. I love it. <laughs> and he would just, <laughs> yep, just, <laughs> he would like narrate our shopping trip, like, oh, just taking my baby girl out to Walmart. I know. Yeah. So, so the people would know, like, I'm just yep. a good dad, good Just a single dad, dad doing his, you know, <laughs> out here working hard and we'll see what prices are on the beef. Not, you know, yep. Oh, that was my his God. Game. Wow. That is really good. <laughs> <laughs> Man, your dad is something else. Yeah, but honestly, I think it's constant communication. But yes, you're wanting because college is the time to make the mistakes. You know, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of forgiveness when you're 17, 18, 19, 20. Um, you know, credit scores can go down because they can be raised again. You know what I mean? You're going to make those mistakes. You're, yeah. you're going to actually want her to make those mistakes because as she learns to dig herself out, then she's the 25 year old with the confidence and the knowledge to like, you know, mm-hmm. get on the straight and narrow. You know, mm-hmm. so not to freak out when her credit score is terrible or she overspends or she's late or behind. Those are normal things for that age range. Um, you know, I didn't make those mistakes until well after college because my dad kind of narrated exactly what to do mm. when I was in. I just did what he said. And then when I was like, I got it. I did it. And I was like, wait, what do I do? And so I made every mistake in the book that yeah. I was cleaning up by the age 30. And I just wish, you know, I had the freedom to make more mistakes when I was when I was younger, so. Um, the stakes yeah, were lower. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like falling when you're 80 versus falling, falling when you're 18. Mm-hmm. You know, you fall when you're 80, <laughs> that hip is going out. You know, 18, <laughs> ah, you know. You know, you'll get up, you'll dust get up. it off. Right? A little embarrassed. It's like, let that baby fall when she's, when she's, when she's young. You know, yeah, but it's like I said, having those conversations regularly, checking in regularly. Because really, to me, your job as a parent is to give your kid the tools, you know, not to do it for mm-hmm. them so that way they can learn along the way. And so the tools that you come up with based upon how you know she navigates. I mean, you're her mama, so you know. Like, my mom knows me well. She knows if I do it like this, Tiffy's not going to listen. So I got to do it like this for her to get it. So knowing that, finding tools that will resonate with how she shows up in life, you know, it's because really those are tools she'll lean in. Young. Mm-hmm. It's hard to like remind young people to think about the future because everything mm-hmm. is like so in the moment. But if there's things that she wants to accomplish, like spring break trips, those always come mm-hmm. out of nowhere. And then it's like, am I going to, how am I going to pay for this? Like if there's certain goals that she has or if she has to travel for her dance, you know, competitions mm-hmm. or buy equipment or outfits and stuff, maybe it's about creating a budget that is realistic for her. Like what are, she, what are her goals and what's she actually going to be paying for and helping her just set up her accounts and and then I had a question for you. So financially, you said it's about 20K a year tuition. And that's what y'all are that. looking like. So what are y'all's options for paying for that? Do you have a nice nest egg that you're thinking, do I dip into this? Or would y'all potentially, like, are you thinking of maybe co-signing loans if it comes to that? I'm just wondering what your options are. So I guess as parents, we always thought that we would pay for at least, you know, the first degree, you know, the first um uh, the education first, that oh they gosh. decide yeah right and so we do have savings um that we created when we she was she was young and which i think will last us maybe two to three maybe years mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and then after that it will come from our source of income for sure so i mean that's incredible um, but th- i don't think yeah. that, that that should dissuade her from looking for really an economical way to approach her education because mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that money could be a down payment for her first house as well mm-hmm. You know, or just exactly. starting up or for her business if she decides to launch a business, like something, you know. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. She ain't got to know that money's there. That's all I'm saying. This is it. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, she's listening now. Like, huh, Carolyn, you say <laughs> Canada, yeah. a- Canada A. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I do think knowing that there's a big nest, like a big, like financial cushion, just that knowledge will make you go through life a little differently. I don't. It's that. It's. I think you're right. It's about setting them up for success and and making sure that they don't have to struggle like we did. Um, but how can you create a sense that she's gonna, you know, support it, mm-hmm. be supporting herself know. in some way? I kind of disagree, right? Because I feel like black and brown people, we have this thing where like our kids should know that things are hard, and I'm like, everybody else don't live like that. You know no, what I mean? I know. Like, yeah, a thousand. Percent. You know what I mean? And so, like, yeah. you know, like for example, Alyssa, right, my my stepdaughter, she knows that there is a bunch of money waiting for her either to pay for school or to pay for a home. And that she's going to be fine because I want her to choose what she wants to do, not what she feels like she has to do in order to scrape by and make ends meet. Because I, there was a, I don't, maybe, I don't know if you remember, we were in, um, we're in that black um, finance group, right? Elevate on uh, Facebook and someone posted mm-hmm. like how many people who own a home, you know, got down, p- down payment assistant from their parent. And like, everyone was like, what does that even mean? And she had mm-hmm. posted it in our like, you know, like necessarily it's not a white financial group but it's basically most people there are white and almost more than half said yeah and it's not even something i feel like black and brown people can conceptualize like wait your parents gave you money for a down payment you know (laughs) and so like that kind of financial support is foreign to us but it ought not to be i want Alyssa to know that like yo you're good either way choose what you want to do and what you enjoy I haven't found that it has um, dampened her like desire for for more. If anything, she's like, you know, Tiffany, the way you navigate, I want that kind of life that you've been able to provide. What does that look like? So we're, she's always starting a new business, always. She's my TikTok <laughs> account manager. She finally got back to it because the money was running low. And she was like, at, um, at Bed Bath & Beyond, they go by themselves. That's her new obsession. <laughs> you know, yeah. what I see... That what I love about it is that I thought that too, that maybe it was going to make her kind of like spoiled. And it's like, no, it's made her say, I want to maintain this lifestyle, you know? Mm. And so what does that look like? And I talked to her about it like, hey, you know, this is what I'm making. I don't need all this in order to, to do this lifestyle, but you're, this is about the range that you'd have to make to make this lifestyle happen. So, because once you leave here, girl, you're going to be on your own, you know? So if you're wanting this, mm-hmm. You know, you have to think to yourself, what am I going to do for a living that will also provide this for me? So we have those conversations because I think a lot of kids don't. And so I just say all that to say that, like, I don't want her to think that she's going to have to struggle financially because she's not. You know, and I told mm-hmm. her, like, I have you either way. You'll, my rule for everybody that I care about, you'll never be homeless or hungry. You know, now excess and the bonus and the fabulous life, whatever, that's on you. But as far as the basics, there's a solid foundation for you. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's true. I, I think it's like finding that balance between the two because, um, again, you, you have this need to provide for them, but at the same time, you want them to have some responsibility. And like, maybe that's the key there is to anything that the bonuses, like like perhaps um, her, her entertainment while she's in school mm-hmm. and, and things like that, perhaps is that what's going to be on her, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that there's like a, you know, that the funds are earmarked for something like this is for your education or a down payment. Mm-hmm. Or maybe a vehicle, you know, like those mm-hmm. kind of necessities. Um, and let her see the work, you know, that you guys have done to get that yes. money. I think it's important right. to show that work if you invested it. Like, 
God, I wish that would be a great forget about budgeting and like credit cards at a certain point. I wish my parents had been like, here's an IRA mm, and, yeah. you know, get yourself set up and contribute your little money to it. That would have been such an amazing gift. Yeah. I just yeah. I just put um because, you know, now that she's quote unquote working, I put her IRA money, you know, because right now the maximum for a Roth IRA is six thousand dollars a year. So I said, Alyssa, six thousand dollars is going to be deposited into your account. It is not for 16 year old Alyssa. It is for 65 year old Alyssa. She was like, huh? I, said, I, I mean, I texted to her. I called her about it. I let her mama know. Deposited the money. The, the IRA, the Roth IRA account, like um my financial advisor went to withdraw it, it it um the withdrawal got denied. And I'm like, why? And she said, because the money's not there. I was like, not all of it, just a couple hundred. I said, Alyssa Deanna Smith. I texted her, I said, I sent her the screenshot of the financial advisor saying that some of the money's not there. It wasn't, she was like, oh, I thought they had taken it already. I said, you thought you just had a, just, just an extra $6,000 sitting in your account, sis? <laughs> Because I told her, like, I think I told her the day that, like, oh, the money was withdrawn. Oh, you put it and in her bank account so it could be transferred to her. Exactly. Oh, okay. Yes. Ooh, dang. And you so gave her a window. Why, that's she why took... I had called her. Yes. And so she doesn't want. I was like, Alyssa. So I'm texting her. I was like, where's the money? She was like, oh, I thought that that was, like, extra. I was wondering where that money came. I was like, sis, you had an extra $6,000 oh, that I'm not aware of? Like, where, where, why, what? And so she's like, oh, you know, I'm going to put it back. I'm going to put it back. So I guess she, because she has her own savings account. So I guess she must have like transferred it back. And I was like, mm. let's have a talk after school. And she was like, oh, it's back. Like, no need to chat. <laughs> <laughs> but those are the types of mistakes that she ought to make, you know? Because yeah. I told her, I said, mm -hmm. if that's going to happen, then I'm not going to put money in your account. Like, the reason why you're able to do this is that you cannot have a retirement account if you don't, if you're not making earned income. And you're legitimately my TikTok manager. And so I pay you, and then this is part of your payment, but we're setting it aside so that way you can set aside money. I said, I'm not taking my dad. It's so crazy because I remember my dad having this conversation with me when I was around her age, and he was like transferring money from my checking to my savings. And he's like, I'm not taking your money. I'm giving it from Tiffany to Tiffany. You know, and so it was crazy that I was having that same conversation and like it might feel like, oh, Tiffany doesn't want me to have nice things and candles. Whatever. I was like, no, it's going from Alyssa to Alyssa. It's just that Alyssa right now doesn't need it like Alyssa later will need it. And so having, you know, knowing that I'm sure the next time I do it, she's still going to spend it. But we'll have those conversations because she's 16. And so if you have them enough, by the time she's 25, she's good to go. You know, and yeah. so just keeping that in mind that, yeah, the mistakes will happen. But, but to Mandy's point having those conversations like you know i told her like what a roth ira is and why that's so important and what that will look like and you know like i know that she doesn't fully understand but i know that i'm planting the seeds you know for a 16 year old who becomes a 20 something year old who's like ah oh, got it you know mm -hmm. okay. yes yeah. but i could not believe it i was like i just told this girl not to touch this damn money <laughs> Alyssa, if you ain't a gajillionaire business badass like you had everything going for you, girl. Everything going. <laughs> everything. Your, your stepmom is a budget nista. I was like, okay, do you know this girl? That she was like, I told her not to touch that money. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> no, but hopefully, Carolyn, this was really helpful. No, it was. It was. I so appreciate it, really. Just get me thinking a little bit differently, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you so, so much if, for joining us. 
Yes, if you're listening and you're like, I want to be in the hot seat and I'd love to be in studio or you just have questions. If you want to be in studio, follow us um, on Instagram, Brian and Vision Podcast and send us a voice note. Our podcast, our producer Imani will listen and, and see if you'd be a fit. And at the very least, you can always send us a note via BrianAmbitionPodcast.com and click contact us or ask us anything. And, you know, we might read your question aloud on the show. See you next week. Bye. Hey, BA fam, we could not do this show without your support or the support of our team behind the scenes. The Brown Ambition podcast is produced by Cumulus Podcast Network. It's edited by the wonderful Imani Crosby and produced by Tanya Bustos. Dennis Stemplinski is our in-house tech guru, and I am Mandy Woodruff-Santos, your co-host, and I will see y'all next week. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.